On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling, your e-commerce brand, Sean and I are going to chat about the common mistakes that we see in Facebook ad accounts when we look at them. I think you guys are going to get a ton of value out of this one today. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially all right shiny boy we're back and better than ever there we Not go better than ever better than ever talking about common mistakes that we see in facebook ad accounts yeah, yeah. And there generally seems to be lots, lots of trends that we see. I mean, we, we have access to so many <laughs> different ad accounts at this point from the hundreds of growth plans that we've done. And it just seems like across the board, it's, is everyone taking the same, like, very, very partial Facebook ads training and then saying, yeah, I got it. And then going doing the same things, do you think? Because I'm, we're seeing kind of trends across most accounts. Some accounts are crushing it. And we always love it when, when we do a growth plan and, we, and we're like, no, you know what? These guys actually know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> it makes us happy but it's also it's so also rare. rare it's so it's rare, so rare. It's so rare. So one big thing that we do here at Mindful Marketing is we do growth plans for companies. And so we'll get access to all of their accounts and we'll go through like with a fine tooth comb through their Google, Facebook, sometimes Pinterest accounts. We'll take a look and then we'll create a plan for the future, right? Of what that looks like. And so we get access to so many accounts and it's so rare that we find an account that is actually performing like it should be. And there's some really simple tweaks that that you can make along the way. So, you know, we're saying all of this from experience. Um, we actually had with one of our growth plans the other day, uh, we had somebody that we presented the growth plan to, they implemented exactly what we said to implement. And afterwards, the return on ad spend 3X'd after, and they posted this on LinkedIn. We were so pumped and they implemented it themselves. So we really like, we really believe in the growth plans, we really think that uh, it's something that actually works and it's a framework that is really repeatable across brands. So yeah, so let's get into the big mistakes that we see. I'm going to go with the first one, Shiny Boy. Are you okay with go that? For it. You go okay. for it, man. So the first mistake is not just a Facebook mistake that I see. The first mistake is not being omni-channel, right? And relying on just Facebook and Instagram retargeting. So what I'm saying is I really do believe that you should have every major platform's code on your website and be retargeting them across all channels. Just if you're going to start, obviously start with Facebook and Instagram and be everywhere where your customers are after they've taken an action. I'm not saying don't retarget every person who just comes to your site. Retarget people who have at least taken an action, like gone to a product page, 
Um, maybe they've added to cart. Retarget all those people and then retarget them everywhere they are, right? So we're talking YouTube. We're talking Google Display Network. We're talking Gmail. We're talking Pinterest. We're talking Snapchat. Maybe even TikTok. Be where they are at all times. It's so cheap to do. It's really, really cheap to do and so effective. Why wouldn't you spend more money on those people who have come and taken an action on your website and who are more likely to buy? That's one of the biggest mistakes that I see in general is just like take advantage of the multiple platforms, right? Where people are. It's so good for your brand. So that's big mistake number one. Sean, you got big mistake number two? Oh, I've got a few. Okay, so big mistake number two. This one, I don't think that ultimately it's bad because people are trying to be good marketers, but they've got it wrong. So big mistake number two is not nailing the ad copy, being too cutesy or kitschy or clever rather than actually having a conversation. There was a good quote, someone named Shirley Polikoff, and she says, uh, copy is a direct conversation with the consumer. So if you take that thought and you think to yourself, I'm trying to reach new consumers, how do you talk to somebody who doesn't know you? Like Coca-Cola, Apple, Nike, et cetera, they can talk in like clever quips because you already know who they are. You've already got that inside connection, that inside joke, you know? Whereas you can't take that approach to people who don't know who you are. So smaller brands who try to have clever ad copy that is like, you know, one or two sentences that's not conversational, you're basically falling on deaf ears because like you read that and you say, I don't actually know what that means and I don't have time for this and there's more interesting content below. So I'm going to keep scrolling. If I don't know exactly what you're trying to say to me, I'm just going to keep scrolling. I'm not going to expend the mental energy to try to figure it out because there's going to be lower hanging fruit if I keep going because Facebook and Google and everyone, it's all about low hanging fruit. And there's going to be lower hanging fruit than you if you don't put the time in to make it easy. So if the ad copy is not conversational and it is trying too hard to be clever without actually communicating what it is that you want to communicate. That is such a common thing that we see in almost every ad account. Some of them are really great. Some of the ad copy is awesome, but quite often you'll see a really, really nice creative, really nice picture or video, but then like a one-liner that doesn't really say anything about the product, what it's going to do for the viewer, how it's going to change their life, why they would need it, why it's different, what the features and benefits are, just something that to tell them or to get them asking, what is this? Like, I want more, you know? I love it. I'm actually going to give a little bonus copywriting hack right now. Problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution. Like if you don't know how to copyright, literally just think of the problem that you're trying to solve and then position your product as the solution. That's it. That's all that it is, right? That's all that really good copywriting is. I mean, it gets, you can read hundreds of pages on copywriting and there's, there's a lot more to it, but if you're just going to start problem solution, how do you know if your Facebook ads or Google ads or any of those, how do you know if the copy is not landing? right? How do you know if you're being too cutesy? Well, I'll tell you, look at your cost per landing page view. Look at your click-through rate. If you know what industry averages are and you can find them, that's fairly easy. If you're below 1%, your click-through rate, you don't have good copy. You don't have a good ad, right? If your cost per click is higher than like a dollar 20, you don't have a good ad, right? There's certain averages. And I'm just saying this in sort of the main spaces that we live, but if you don't have that, it's an ad problem, right? So it's an ad copy problem. It could potentially be a creative problem as well, but just know that like when you're looking over your ads, you should know what those KPIs are so that you know whether you're performing good or not, (laughs) right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you um, have Jordan. problem three or or should I uh, rip into problem three? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to hand it to you. Let's alternate. So uh, I toss the ball to you, Jordan. Man, there's some problems. Okay. Problem number three <laughs> is lack of creative testing. That is yes. a big one that I see when I go into accounts. I look in and I'm like, you're testing one image. 
Why are you only testing one image? Yet they'll be <laughs> testing multiple headlines, right? But newsflash, headlines don't show up on Instagram. So if 50% of your traffic is running through Instagram and you're testing just headlines, I would much rather see, and we talk with our account managers and, and ads managers about this all the time. I'd much rather see us testing different creative, right? Versus testing headlines or ad copy, right? Once we nail the ad copy, awesome. But testing different versions of creative. So it's, you know, maybe adding, you know, gififying what your image, right? So maybe it's just like, especially with Facebook's, you know, lack of 20% uh, text rule now. So you can have, you know, big text on your images, taking that text and then maybe turning it into like a little movie, right? Maybe test that out. Um, there's all of these different things that, that you could be doing that we don't see people doing. They're not testing those images. And interestingly, like even for, you know, we run ads for ourselves at Mindful Marketing. I'll, we'll test like a blue background versus a black background and get like double the results with the black background. If I didn't, but you wouldn't know. That. Yeah, exactly. If you didn't test it, you would never know. And you, I mean, sometimes a test will actually show you that you were already on the right track and, but you need to know that you need to totally. know that so that you say, I'm going to double down on this. So if a test produces worse results, the data and the information you get from that is still worth the worst results. You need that. Hey guys, do you want the checklist that helped me generate $250,000 of e-commerce sales in 24 hours? If so, we're giving it away for free at mindfulmarketing.co slash SLC. Download that today. Yes, yes, it's totally worthwhile to get the data, right? Because you don't know what you could potentially be missing. So that's number three for me. Do you have any other questions about that, Shiny Boy? I don't have questions, but I just want to make a comment again. So with creative, that's referring to images and video. One thing that like I've seen so many growth plans recently enough to make my eyes water and go cross-eyed at the same time. Watery crossed eyes. Is there anything worse, guys? I don't know. <laughs> and so one thing that, that I will see is... There'll be a lot of campaigns with image creative, and then they they will also be running a video, a video. It's usually one yeah. video. Guys, whenever you are hiring out your video creative, or maybe you have it in-house, but whenever you're creating your video creative, it should never even be on the table to create one version of it, one length. No. If you shoot five minutes worth of video, you can chop that down into five separate one minute videos. And you can chop those one minute videos down into, oh, I'm going to test 30 seconds. Oh, I'm going to test 15 seconds. You should have multiple lengths for every single piece of video content that you put out there. And if you want to get bonus marks, if they're speaking, there should also be subtitles. And if you don't want to get a big fat F on your term paper, you should never start the video with your logo ever, ever. Very good. Just had to say that because video is such a underutilized piece of creative because generally people aren't really doing it right. I also just want to, speaking of video, I want to tell you the difference in a good video versus a not good video. So this is going to be a mindful marketing example. So we've got uh, something that we love to give away to people, the sales launch checklist. And we have run uh, two different versions on YouTube. So a little bit of a different platform than, than Facebook, but this is talking about video. One of them starts off, stop, stop, stop. If you're an e-commerce store owner, keep watching. If you're not, leave. The view rate to 100% on that is 50% of people watch that entire video. 50% of people watch that entire video. We're running another ad that is like a little bit more generic at the beginning. The view rate to 100% is zero, right? 
super interesting to note that actually doing you you don't just throw up any video and it's funny because like i knew when i threw that other video up i was like i just wanted to get some video views on it and i didn't realize that like whoa that one actually won't get video views as an ad so thinking about that when you're creating your ad creative is really really important getting people's attention if it's going to be a video get their attention immediately or you will lose their attention immediately absolutely yeah. Okay, I've got point number four here. And this this isn't going to be for Facebook. This is going to be for Google. Again, this is something that I'm seeing in a lot of our growth plans. So our growth plans, we touch on Google. Facebook is the main focus, but we also touch on Google because Google is, in our minds, an integral part of your strategy. You need, you need to be omni-channel. And one thing that a lot of brands will tell us is, oh yeah, we're crushing on Google. We're getting like a, an amazing return on ad spend on Google. And we're like, awesome, that's great. Let's go take a look and see what you're doing. And I'd say seven times out of 10, yeah, they're crushing it on Google on their one branded keyword campaign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's not to say don't run branded keyword campaigns. We no, love always run campaigns. branded keyword campaigns, but sure, you're getting results, but you're also kind of paying again for people that already know about you. It's kind of like a glorified overpriced retargeting campaign just on Google because people are searching your brand name. They already know about you. In some cases, these are going to be um, returning purchasers. They're not going to necessarily, in most cases, expand your market base, expand your market share because you're not reaching people based on what they're searching for. You're reaching people based on the fact that they already know who you are. So of course the results are going to look better at the end of the day, at the end of the year. Well, it's probably helping you more from protecting you from competitors who are also going to bid on your keywords. That's going to be one of the biggest pluses to that. Totally. Anytime that we report on Google, we generally will actually try and strip out branded keywords because they just don't believe in the return on ad spend on, on those, right? That people were going to purchase from you anyway, yet you have to be running them <laughs> yep. because otherwise your competitors will. So it's one of those like, you know, I just don't believe the results from branded keywords. That's all because they were going to purchase from you most likely anyway. You're kind of getting a double positive in a way. So you, it's not meaningful. If you see, oh, I got a, I got a 62 ROAS on my branded keyword campaign. That's awesome. It's not really actually a meaningful number. Yeah, yeah, totally. And all of that, you know, to say when you're looking at your marketing, right? Because you're paying for that branded keyword. What we really love, and we've talked about this on a previous episode, is looking holistically at your marketing spend versus what's coming in, right? I love getting nitty gritty into certain campaigns and seeing how they're running. But at the end of the day, it's about dollars out and then dollars back in. And I think that's really important. Sean, do you have any other words of wisdom for people listening? I was thinking it would be nice to wrap this up with a fifth point, you know, five-step checklists are really, really popular. So let's go with the flow. But Jordan, I want to hear what your number five would be. My number five, I mean, there's, there's so many mistakes that we see in accounts and just in general. I think number five is changing things out too fast. Yes. Right? We'll see things just switching on and off and here and there and, and getting rid of this ad when, and then you realize like with a little bit of delayed attribution, all oh, that ad actually would have done great. So giving things time at least four to seven days, right? Give an ad four to seven days to see how it performs before you kill it. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes that I see is this frantic, you know, just trying to like pull the, all these different levers, right? Give it time. And then once your learning period is done, let that ad start running, right? And then start putting 
putting more ads into the ad set, but let it run for a little while. That's totally. I mean, think about it. I mean, we obviously, as marketers, and also if you're a brand owner or or someone at a brand who's in charge of the marketing, it's very easy to get obsessed with the daily results. And that's a pitfall that a lot of us fall into. But think at the end of the month, if you've made, even let's tone it down. Let's say at the end of the month, if you've made 15 changes, I mean, we've seen people make way more changes than that. But if you made 15 changes at the end of the month, and you see some results, how do you know which of those 15 changes drove the most of that result? How do you know? Or are you just going to make those 15 changes again next month and hope for the same results? Totally, if totally. You, less, do right? too much, less, less is more. Less is more. And this actually reminds me of a quote I heard on a podcast yesterday. And this was based on, they were talking about how, yeah, less is more, but over time, it actually it compounds, right? So they were talking about in your own life and also in investing and in, in marketing as well. And they said that 365, so 365 days a year times one equals 365. Okay. And I'm not going to do the math, but then they say 365 times 1.1 suddenly is like, you're going to be 37x beyond where you were at the start of the year, just by a 10% incremental change. So don't be afraid to make incremental changes rather than broad sweeping changes, because those broad sweeping changes won't actually, they won't be meaningful enough to give you the learning to know what to keep doing. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I just want to, you know, close with one final thought here. If you guys are listening to this and you're wondering whether or not your ad account and your e-commerce brand is on track to do the numbers that you want to do in 2021, or maybe you don't even know what those numbers are. We would love to take a look at your account. We'd love to do a growth plan for you. So if you go to mindfulmarketing.co slash growth plan dash apply, go in there and apply for a growth plan. If you meet the requirements, we'll do a growth plan up for you. And, and yeah, that's kind of the final point that I want to say for today. Awesome. This has been a great episode. I love talking about this stuff because I think that a lot of brands and a lot of marketers, we just get into our zone and you need to step back sometimes and see the bigger picture, see what everyone else is doing and realize that what everyone else is doing isn't necessarily what you should be doing. Either step back and learn from best practices, learn from our mistakes. Um, And if you don't have that sales launch checklist, that's also going to be a benefit as well. Mindfulmarketing.co slash SLC. Boom. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, guys. We hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.